the property pod 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 welcome to the property pod with moneyweb the property sector is an ever changing sector and in this podcast series your host suren naidu chats to movers and shakers in the property industry hello this is the property pod my name is suren naidu and on this moneyweb podcast we chat to south africa's leading property industry executives analysts and developers on this episode, we have Ahmed Motara, Portfolio Manager for Listed Property at Standlib, speaking to us about the performance of the sector in the first half of 2022 and expectations going forward. We are delving into how local and key international real estate investment trust markets are doing in the context of volatility caused by concerns around a global recession. This, of course, is off the back of spiking inflation, interest rates, and oil prices in the wake of the Russia-Ukraine conflict. Welcome to the Property Pod, Ahmed. Thanks for having me, sir. Interesting times indeed. Uh, it's kind of a seesaw. We had COVID and we saw the market volatility there. Now it's back somewhat, maybe not on that scale, but it's not just affecting property stocks, but equities and other sectors of the market. We know what's causing all this, but how badly is it affecting SA Ritz, Ahmed? That's a good question, Siren. I think the easiest way to explain it, and I like your intro about living in interesting times. You know, it could be good times, bad times, but one thing for sure, it's, it's very interesting and, and unusual times to go through. Look, I think what's important to realize is year to date, the sector is down about 11% whether you're looking at the SAPI or OLP, it's roughly 11% down. But the sector fell around 10.5% in the month of June itself. You know, that was a month in which we saw the heightened volatility, the interest rates going up more, the inflation prints, all of these type of dynamics coming to the fore and, and not being positive for the sector. Um, also, what you tend to find in property is it needs a bit of a a stable outlook, you know, a bit of certainty, a bit of comfort, and then the property funds start reasserting the underlying fundamentals very strongly. And if you look at the mix of the returns year to date, you know, the, the names that are down the most are Hammerson down 44%, Sirius down 40% year to date, uh, Multilet Industrials or Industrials down 29%. I mean, these are all stocks that are 100% offshore stocks, um, exposure to markets like uh, Germany or the UK in logistics, in retail, in, in smart space. And it's very much a function of where interest rates are going in these markets and the concerns around that and what it means for asset values. So only three to four companies here to date in the property sector have been able to post positive returns. We think that a lot of the bad news is in the price now. The second half will be hopefully more stable, but it's all dependent on global interest rates and, and where reserve banks decide to take these things to. Just on those three companies, uh, who are they again? So Hammerson's down 44% year to date, as we're speaking now. Sirius is down about 40%. And multi-let industrials, or also known as industrials REIT, is down 29%. All companies which are 100% offshore reporting earnings in sterling or in euro. Ahmed, you mentioned three property companies that are up year-to-date. Which are these companies? I remember two or three of the names. Um, actually, one is Vukile is up year-to-date. Um, mm. Again, that's about 50% Spain, 50% South Africa. Um, Emira, another company is up. They're exposed to co- convenience shopping center, grocery anchor shopping centers in the U.S. Um, with a very strong SA portfolio, commuter-facing type of retail. Um, they're also doing quite well. 
Um, I can't remember the other two, but it was and resilient. Resilience up also, I think, here today slightly. Again, you know, exposure to French uh, retail through through exposure through a JV there, and also it's, it's shopping centers in SA are tending to perform quite well, showing positive reversions in what is quite a negative market. So again, you know, companies very defensive type of exposure, and all three of those ones I mentioned that are up are stocks which have offshore exposure as well. Mm. It's interesting. Just uh, Emira has just announced they're trying to make an offer for Transend, so they will be expanding in South Africa. I'll go into the the dynamics or issues around you know whether you invest in South African rits or foreign. But uh, coming back to the SA rit performance, you said it's down around eleven percent or so year to date. Um, I, I believe the first half was a down, a down around 10% uh, for 2022. But what are your expectations from an SA rit perspective? I know it's very volatile or uncertain, but is it a case of probably finding SA rits uh, having the unenviable position of being the worst performing asset class again this year? You know, I don't think that will happen. I, and, and the reason I say that is, you know, it's not like what we've seen here to date is only linked to property sector. If I'm not mistaken, the Aldi is probably now around down about 8 to 9% year to date also. You know, other indexes or bonds have also had a torrid half year. So cash is probably be the only thing that's up year to date if, if, I, if I go check mm-hmm. the numbers probably. But um, I think what, what you'll find is, you know, the sector has sold off to the point where it's offering quite a high dividend yield now. And if you look at the results that came through in June, you know, June, we had a lot of business updates, operational updates, uh, pre-closes ahead of their results. No one was really forecasting a very tough outlook. Guys reiterated their guidance. They showed operational performance good, trading densities picking up, uh, footfall getting better, vacancies under control. So the fundamentals of the sector suggest that, you know, just a lot of noise right now that's really hampering the sector's performance. And hopefully the second half of the year, you know, the sector can start reasserting some of its fundamentals a bit. So I think SA REITs um, can do a bit better. Look, again, we're not expecting massive returns from the sector. We think on a on a 12-month view, the sector can deliver about 10 to 11%, but it's largely income return. We're not factoring in any big capital return from the sector over the next 12 months. And turning to the key international markets that SA investors are interested in and asset managers like uh, Stanlab, you know, markets like uh, the Eurozone, which is quite broad. You mentioned Vukile invested in Spain, but there's quite a strong presence of the likes of Redefine in Eastern Europe. And then uh, Emira, which is the only uh, listed fund currently invested directly in the US. How badly... Are those markets doing, I believe, it's worse than South Africa from a listed uh, RIT uh, perspective? Yeah, I think, I think what, what, you, what you have to factor in is the fact that, you know, in SA, we've had an instance where the bond yields have moved from around 85 9 to 11% and back down a little bit. Whereas in these markets like Spain, etc., or the UK, we've had interest rates go from 0 to 3 to 4%. Mm. Um, it's the quantum of that movement and the concerns on what it means for asset values in future, on development pipelines, on interest costs on the balance sheet, that's really hampering those markets. So I have to give a bit of a sense of where the companies are invested. You know, about 30% of it is in CE, Central and Eastern Europe. That's your NEPIs and your MAS in, in Poland and Romania. You know, it's fascinating because those markets have seen this bond yield spike 
materially to about 8 9%. And yet the property stocks like Nepi and Maz haven't sold off to the extent you'd anticipate, which means the market is seeing more the under, underpinning fundamentals of the assets. Mm. Spain, UK, UK is interesting, you know, with, the, with what's going on there politically as well. You know, is it a hard landing? Do they go into recession? Um, again, you know, it's a market where if you're in logistics, which is what equities is in, or if you're in storage, which is what Triple uh, S is in, which is the storage company. So you, you're kind of very defensively positioned. So again, you know, you can be in a market, but if your subsector exposure is right, um, you can be quite safe. And some property companies in SA have taken the right exposure to these markets. And the specific sectors, how are they being affected? We know the story about office um, and, and being under pressure, not just in South Africa, but globally. But the top performing sectors, are they also feeling some pressure? You mentioned logistics and self-storage. Are they also coming under pressure, particularly from an offshore perspective? So what happens with interest rates moving the way they have is particularly companies with very long weighted average lease expiries like data centers, um, cell phone towers or logistics um, tend to take a knock. The companies that are able to reprice their leases in, uh, quite quickly, like self-storage, um, residential, gaming and leisure, um, lodging resorts, those sectors tend to be able to weather mm. the rising interest rates and rising inflation a lot easier because they can price their much shorter-term leases back to where market is. So, yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a... a separation or divergence between the various sectors. And retail is also quite a fascinating sector because within that sector, if you are exposed exposed to uh, community shopping centers with a large food element of the tenant base, you tend to be inflation protected to some extent. But if you're a large super regional shopping center with a lot of apparel and discretionary spend, you tend to be negatively affected. So it really comes down to the sector you're in. But I've given a bit of a sense of what's doing well and what's likely to do bad. And where would you put your money in terms of listed property? Investors are generally advised to diversify their portfolio, but we often hear on social media particularly, I don't know if we should talk about social media, but there are some business leaders that talk about, you know, South Africa is not where you need to put your money and you better invest offshore. Are offshore returns better? What what would you advise? Look, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a good question because, you know, diversification is, is a hot topic. And, uh, you know, if you, if you, as you say, social media can be a bit dangerous. Guys can broaden the investment base to include things like cryptocurrencies um, or other things. And not always the best investments, but there's nothing wrong wrong with diversification. And, you know, be it currency, geographical, sectoral, um, sovereign risk, etc., I, I think the thing about the JSC that we need to understand is that it has it offers opportunities, but it doesn't offer a very large pool of opportunities to invest in. And that's where the global picture comes in very much. So, for, for example, you know, if you want access to niche sectors and property, be it farmlands, timber, large residential, student accommodation in the U.S., um, you've got to look global for those type of opportunities in your diversification plan. Um, in particular, you know, if you want to target, for example, a certain country and, for example, logistics in that country like U.S. logistics, um, you would struggle to do that via the Johannesburg Stock Exchange. Okay. It might be a repeat of the question somewhat, but you do have SA RITs that offer that offshore exposure, but you're still buying into the local exposure. What does an investor do uh, to gain that diversification? Is it quite easy to find offshore opportunities? 
I mean, I think the, the important thing is to, if you break it down into what you get, you know, you can invest offshore via the listed property companies on the Johannesburg Stock Exchange. Around 25% of the property index earnings on the Johannesburg Stock Exchange are offshore property companies listed in SA. So you're getting hard currency there. Then you're getting the hybrids, which are the SA property companies that have invested in Europe, uh, in UK, in Australia. So you're getting a mix of SA and offshore earnings. So there are definitely diversification opportunities um, from a currency, geographic, etc. type of split. But I would definitely suggest at least that investors consider investing in global property stocks that are listed on global property indices as part of their uh, diversification plan if they invest in property. I mean, the universe is so large and the ability to select the very specific exposure to certain growth vectors is very attractive in terms of generating long-term property returns um, from, from a global universe where in hard currency, you know, you can get some very good returns out of some U.S. property stocks. And can you maybe give us a, a sense of the type of returns certain sectors are delivering? Uh, obviously, it is volatile, but or the markets are uncertain. But I suppose there's some that are perennial or quite trendy at the moment and doing well. Yeah, and you're right. Uncertainty is the right word to use. You know, so we live in a in a world now where increasingly guys are concerned about global growth and a hard landing versus a soft landing and maybe tipping into a recession if the Fed doesn't get it quite right. I mean, these are all concerns. So what sectors have done well, if I look at the first quarter of this year, are sectors like lodging, resorts, gaming, leisure, and retail to some extent. Now, these are cyclical sectors which suggest to you that, you know, there's going to be revenge spend, revenge travel. Um, These sectors are going to do well and that there's no recession on the horizon. At the same time, you know, sectors that have done quite badly here to date with like minus 10, minus 12% return are long-dated whales or, or lease sectors like data centers, towers, logistics. Mm. So so it's, it's interesting that the sectors that are doing well suggest there's no recessionary concerns, but they are protecting you from inflation because they can price short-term their leases up. But right now, you know, it's just such an uncertain world. I mean, quarter by quarter, we could see a flip in terms of what sectors are doing well and what doing bad, depending on what the macro noise looks like. And uh, Ahmed, I can't let you go without asking you the, the hot topic. We touched on it earlier, but higher interest rates, inflation, to get inflation under control, how does this impact listed property? Some investment professionals say it's not always bad news and inflation sometimes is a benefits uh, certain rates to some extent. What's your views on this and, and yeah, maybe generally commenting in terms of expectations for the rest of the year and maybe into next year. Yeah. So, I mean, look, we've taken into account the fact that, you know, inflation is a bit higher and rates are higher now. Um, it really comes down to the ability to pass on inflation to the tenants in terms of rental increases from an operational perspective. Again, in SA, you know, we face high administered costs, high electricity, water rate increases as well as, as a potential negative impact. But some REITs are more able to survive against these type of factors and in certain jurisdictions. Also, what you find is, you know, the stronger REITs are are probably those that have pushed out their debt expiry profiles to later years. They've hedged a a large amount of the interest rate risk on the debt. Mm -hmm. And companies that are in these type of positions 
are kind of able to pass, and, and let's put it this way, if you're in this type of position and you're able to pass on inflation increases to your tenants, you will benefit. But you're not wrong, Seren, in thinking that by and large, interest rates high that are high and inflation that is high are not positive for the sector. You really need to get through this type of dynamic, see more for normalization, stabilization of these things, and then the property can start reasserting its fundamental characteristics in terms of where it's exposed to type of tenant mix, uh, debt expiry profile. Right now, the macro noise is very much dominating what the sector's performance and, and, the, and the results and the updates the sector has provided. Um, it's really just being driven by, by the bigger picture. Um, hopefully, sooner rather than later, we can get back to the position where the properties the companies start reasserting their own fundamentals. Ahmed, we'll have to leave it there. Ahmed, thank you so much for your time. That was Ahmed Motara, Portfolio Manager for Listed Property at Standler. Thanks for listening to the MoneyWeb Property Pod with Suren Naidu, brought to you by Asset, South Africa's leading digital commercial property magazine. To listen to more episodes, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates. Follow Suren on Twitter at Suren Naidu for more of his property industry content and other business stories. The Property Pod. 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 MoneyWeb, your trusted source for business and investment insights.